Happy to be checking in again with Rick Doan from Interfaith Social Services for kind of a, a midsummer update. Rick, how are you? I'm good. You know, not very many people are thinking about back to school right now, but we sure are. I, you guys, I, you're like retailers. You're always like two seasons. Well, that, that's the idea. I mean, if we want to help people, we got to do it for us. Everything starts a month before. That's how our food pantry thinks. Right. Yeah. We're going to talk about your uh, your backpack drive in just a bit. But since last we talked, Rick, um, a car crashed into your building. <laughs> it did. Uh, so we actually uh, and we didn't used to be in that building so that we moved our counseling offices from 105 Adam Street over to 101 Adam Street. So we're renting out a suite of offices over there. And yes, a car crashed into it accidentally. Um, it is being repaired. There was no structural damage. But uh, I guess you could say it was an exciting morning. <laughs> um, but luckily, nobody was injured when the car hit the building. And um, the, the Quincy Fire Department were fantastic. The building inspector was out here right away, making sure everything was okay. It was really great to work with everybody. That, that's the good news of it all, right? Yeah, exactly, so, exactly. Unfortunately, yet yeah, uh, no, no major issues uh, from it. Matter of fact, you were able to stay open, right? Well, that's what we were worried about because if the street was closed around the office, we weren't sure if the food pantry was able to be going to be able to open, and we didn't have any disruption to service, so it was great. And you know, as I recall, last summer there was an issue with the air conditioning that was a, a major problem. Oh, it was heating. Yes, oh, heating, our heating right. system yeah. went during one of the coldest snaps. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's the nature of owning your own building, you know, dealing with those things. But also it gives us the longevity. We know we're going to be here. We're not going anywhere. Um, we're strategically located right near Quincy Center T-Station because so many of our clients have to walk to access our services. Um, and so hopefully it's a comfort to them to know that uh, we're not going anywhere because we own the building, but yeah. we have to deal with all the stuff from owning a building. That's as, as any property owner is well exactly. aware of yeah. stuff to go with it. Yeah. How, uh, how is the summer going for you so far? Um, if you talk with any food pantry in Massachusetts, they will tell you that they are seeing record setting numbers of clients. And it is true for us as well. Um, we are serving upwards of about 70 households a day. and since about March, we have been hitting records almost every month and uh, grateful for the people here in Quincy who donate to support our services, grateful for our amazing volunteers that come in every week to keep us running. Uh, you know, our programs are the, the why we exist, but the volunteers and donors are how we exist. That's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Is it, I mean, is it inflation that's mainly causing folks to, to come to you? It's so many reasons. It's inflation. It's there were snap cuts earlier this spring. So people that were receiving federal benefits lost those. There were some people who were kicked off of, of some other federal benefits because pandemic relief was running out. Um housing is one of the things we hear most from people that it is so difficult for them to find it and when we're when we're talking with people and we we get their income information and when they're trying to live on $500 a week supporting a family of 4 um where virtually all of their money is going to rent 
they have to come to food pantries. There's no other option. Yeah. Do is there is there rental assistance available also through Interfaith, Rick? We do we do eviction prevention assistance. Okay. So if somebody is uh, in imminent eviction, we will step in and help them out. Uh, a lot of times, people reach out to us, reach out to other social service agencies, and say, "Hey, I'm falling behind on my rent." A lot of people are, and unfortunately, until there's an imminent eviction many social service agencies aren't able to step in and help until there's something you know that is looming uh that we'd be able to step in work with a landlord in sustainable situations people who had an emergency fell behind but now they just need some help catching up um but they have to be sort of facing eviction okay all right and are you anticipating um uh increased need for energy assistance i mean we have to start talking about you know the following yeah. months i mean know. there's lots of question marks this this year we saw more people than ever reaching out for housing assistance people who were about to be evicted facing eviction um record says we had to double the budget of that program we had to do a special appeal to the community asking for for funding to keep that program operating um so yeah that's the same program that does our utility assistance but our utility assistance we point everybody to qcap and federal programs first if somebody is falling it, it can't afford a basic utility qcap is the place to go they have the federal funds but if someone's already used that assistance, then they might turn to us or another agency like Salvation Army. Or if somebody is undocumented and they don't qualify for that, then they have to turn to another organization. Okay. Yeah. Curious with the new um, Family Mobility Act now uh, in effect, you know, if, uh, undocumented folks can get driver's licenses. Are you seeing an impact there at Interfaith from that? Not yet. You know, it's still early days for that, where people have just been allowed to get that. Um, you know, personally, I think it's going to make a lot of changes in the state where people will be able to look for jobs, maybe further away from their home now that they can drive, where they'll be able to drive to access our services. In the past, oftentimes we would see people pull up with a car and there would be three different households in the car. And they'd be like, well, you know, this is this one person drives, so they would drive three other people. Um, so I don't know if it would significantly impact the number of people we assist. Um, lots of question marks. Yeah, but if nothing else would make it um, easier, you know, for them to yeah. access. And that and that's the name. If it makes it easier for them to get to their job, easier for them to access services, we think it's wonderful. Uh, one of the things that you're known for uh, every year is your back to school backpack drive that's that's i mean those things are getting pretty darn expensive well especially for family that can't afford to put food on their table um one of the things that our food pantry really looks at we want to be, bring dignity to clients it is it shapes so many of our conversations decisions that we make as an organization that's why we started bringing in diapers providing to our clients and feminine hygiene products and things like soap and shampoo and incontinence products. These are all things that bring dignity, things that aren't covered under any federal assistance program that should not be considered a luxury. Likewise, back to school backpacks. So we were founded in 1947 here in Quincy to help families and children 
75 years later, we're still doing that by providing backpacks and Halloween costumes and and bunny baskets and holiday gifts and all that kind of stuff. But it takes a lot to assemble 750 backpacks with school supplies and get them out to our clients. And that's why we start, as soon as school lets out, we start letting people know, back to school's around the corner. We need you to donate backpacks to school supplies. So that's the name <laughs> of the game right now. The last thing the kids want to hear, I'm sure. Uh, however, the parents are looking forward to it, I'm sure, too. Do you so remember it... Staples used to have a commercial where it was a dad going down the aisle in Staples and these two morose kids playing the song, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, Back to School. I love that commercial. <laughs> I, I, it summed up a lot of feelings. Yeah, where the dad is like skipping along merrily. Yeah. Oh, I love that commercial. Classic. Um, so how uh, how does the backpack program work, Rick? So ideally, this is something lots of people ask us how they can get kids involved. This is a great way. We're asking people to go out, purchase a backpack. We have a list of the supplies on our website, interfaithsocialservices.org, and they can see that list of what we suggest to be included in the backpack. And then they go out and shop for it with their kids or shop for it themselves. Kids love being able to pick out a backpack and think, this is going to go to a kid in need. And the reality is the kid sitting next to them in the classroom might be the kid they bought the backpack for. Um, so this is a way to engage children, engage the community, assemble the backpacks, and then bring it in. But we know not everybody can do that. So we have an Amazon wish list that people can go in, purchase the items, and have them shipped directly to us. And then we'll put the backpack together for you. Okay, very good. Um, and is there, I'm, I'm assuming there's a deadline because uh, you need to have them all done before school starts, right? Well, we say the deadline is July 28th. The reality is we're never going to stop taking the backpacks. You know, we, we, we need them in because we start to get nervous. We look at it and we're like, we have to help 750 children. We only have 150 backpacks. Um, so that's why we put the deadline of July 28th, because we need to know we're going to have them. Um, so we encourage everybody to do it. Uh, go out and purchase them now. The school, all the back to school supplies are already in the stores. They're already online. They're all there. Um, it's not like you're waiting for it to be there. So we hope people will bring as many in as they can before the 28th. Okay. Um, and then uh, do you need uh, volunteers to help uh, put them all together? Well, for this specific thing, we have some volunteer groups lined up because we've already scheduled them and planned for it, but we are always looking for more volunteers. And uh, Quincy residents are amazing and they come in. If you want to get to know the best people in Quincy, volunteer at Interfaith Social Services because we have 130 volunteers that come in every week, incredible people um, who are really just amazing people that are want to help their community great points um you know not only are you giving back to your community but it's it's a it's a social gathering too for the volunteers i've heard i've heard many stories like that it becomes very social um we have some groups that go out after their volunteer shift they'll go out to lunch they'll go out to dinner um not every group does and not everybody wants to do that but we have something for for pretty much everybody but it is pretty physical. So yeah. 
it's, you know, you need to be lifting 30 to 40 pounds regularly and it's moving food, it's moving clothing, it's bringing it out. Um, so unfortunately it isn't for everybody, but it's for a lot of people. Right. Right. And there's other ways obviously to help financially, um, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Or just sharing the story on your social media pages, right, as well? Sharing or donating to our thrift shop, too, or coming in shopping in our sh- our thrift shop. Um, this is one of the biggest fundraisers for our organization. Um, so we encourage people to come in, drop off donations, and shop and make a difference at the same time. Is that a thrift shop shirt you're wearing, Rick? Uh, it is. You know it. <laughs> Joe, all my clothes come from the Bureau Door Thrift Shop. It's the best thrift shop in the South Shore. And you don't even have to drive there. It's, it's in your it's in your office. It is it is one of the perks of volunteering is the behind the scenes shopping that you get to do. That's one of the perks. Yes, you get the, the pick of the crop when it comes in, right? That, that's hey, we gotta we gotta keep our volunteers incentivized. <laughs> um, I know you get a lot of um uh corporate uh, help as well from the, the local businesses. Yeah, we our Bell Insurance is a long-standing partner. We are they are really set a great example of corporate engagement volunteerism. But same thing, Harbor One Bank. Just yesterday, Harbor One Bank put thousands of hygiene kits together, um, and they donated them to local food pantries, and they're going to go out to our clients. Um, there are Blue Cross Blue Shield. In there, they regularly send groups of volunteers to come in and, and, and volunteer. In Telecare, one of the fastest growing businesses in Massachusetts here in Quincy, sends volunteers every single month to volunteer in our food pantry and our programs. So really, we not only are individuals uh, philanthropically minded uh, here in Quincy volunteering, really, it is a unique place for businesses that want to be engaged. Uh, are you doing the plant, grow, share garden this summer, Rick? We sure are. We have a garden next to our building um, that the produce comes right in and goes out to our clients. And then we have people dropping off on a regular basis. HouseNet Congregational Church has a garden. There's a number of, uh, there's a Holly Hill Farm down in Cohasset. They're bringing in on a regular basis produce from their farm. Uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield has a farmer. And they plant a large garden and they bring in product. Fox Rock here in Quincy has a garden, has a farm, and they bring in amazing produce that we distribute to our clients. Interesting. Okay, good to hear. I know that, um, you know, uh, the former Roach Brothers was a big uh, donor to to Interfaith. That I'm sure was a, was a noticeable loss, but have other uh, stores stepped up? Yeah, we've added several other stores to our, because uh, half of the food that we re- we distribute comes from rescue. So like you said, Roach Brothers was one of our main sites, um, but we actually had a record, even without Roach Brothers, we had a record setting year this year for the amount of food we rescued. Um, A big part of that, we pick up at Stop and Shop Newport and Stop and Shop um, Newport and Southern Artery. But we added this year South Bay, the Stop and Shop right off the highway. And uh, they've been a huge addition, huge partner. We're really grateful for them, for all the stop and shops. We pick up in Dorchester Stop and Shop, Braintree Stop and Shop, Target here in Quincy, really great partners. They don't have to do this. Um, There are other ways they could do it. And we're grateful they think of the community when they donate. Yeah, it's great to hear. 
Uh, I know that it's early, but I'm not, not for you folks to talk about your big uh, gala celebration in December, right? Yeah, we as soon as the gala is over, we start planning for the next one. It's the biggest night of the year for us. It's coming up on December 8th. Um, and we are accepting sponsorship applications right now. So any businesses that want to, to show their investment in the community and be involved and support a local organization at the same time, we would love to talk to you. So your biggest event, Feed the Hungry, uh, and it, it really sustains you uh, going into the, the next year, right? It sure does. Well, I mean, the funds we're getting right now it's for the gala, but we're already spending them. They're already going out in food purchases. We had to double. We added, we're spending another $100,000 on food purchases every year um, over the previous year. So, yeah, we need it. <laughs> nice. Anything else we should let folks know about right now? Um, not right now, but lots of things around the corner, Joe. That's why we talk so often. We're always, we, we inherently, we are supported by the community, our organization. We are not federally funded. We are not state funded. We are community supported through donations. So that's why we talk so often is that we we rely on the community so much to sustain our program. So thanks for helping to get the word out. Oh, it's, we're happy to help. It's part of our mission too, is to connect groups like yours, you know, with the community uh, through us. So we're, we're happy to do it. And, and please don't hesitate to reach out if we can do more um, as well. We're always, always open to do that for you, Rick. Oh, thank you, Joe. Uh, again, uh, interfaithsocialservices.org is their uh, phone number. That's us, Interfaith Social Services. Okay, and is there a good phone number for folks? Oh, our phone number, sorry. <laughs> uh, it is 617-773-6203. Um, not only for people who want to support, I thought that was a lot of what we talked about today, but for people who need help. We are here to supply food, basic hygiene supplies, mental health counseling, and eviction prevention services. Um, so call if you need help. We're here to support you. Um, you're not alone. And there is no stigma associated with mental health. It is not a character flaw. It is an illness like any other that needs treatment. I know you're active on social media as well. Yeah, we sure are. We are on Facebook, on Instagram, on threads, Twitter, you name it, TikTok, we got it. <laughs> uh, and it's important to point out too, not just Quincy, right? Rick, you serve the South Shore. I, the, we serve 10 towns on the South Shore. The majority of our clients do come from Quincy, but after that, Braintree, Weymouth, and Randolph are our top communities we serve. But we serve all the way down to Milton and Holbrook and, and Hull and Cohatsits, Situate, so a pretty big area. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Good to check in with you and uh, have a great rest of the summer. We'll talk again, I'm sure, soon. All right. See you, Joe. Thank you.